0: In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Credo in unum Deum, Patrem Omnipotentem, factorum Celi et Terei, visibilium omnium et invisibilium, et in unum Dominum Iesum Christum, filium Dei, Unigenitum, ex Patre natum ante Omnia secula, Deum de Deo, Lumin de Lumine, Deum verum de Deo vero, genitum non factum, consum stantialem patri, perquem omnia facta sunt. Qui propter nos omines et propter nostram salutem, descendit de celis. Et incarnatus est de Spiritu Sancto ex Maria Vergine, et homo factus est crucifixus etiam pro nobis sub Pontio Pilato, passus et sepultus est, et resurrexit tertia die secundum scripturas, et ascendit in celum, sedit at dexteram patris, et iterum venturus est cum gloria, judecare vivus et mortuos, cuius regni non erit finis, et in spiritum sanctum, Dominum et vivificantem, qui ex patre filioque procedit, quicum patre et filio simul adorator et con qui locutus est per profetas. Et unam sanctam catholicam et apostolicam ecclesiam confitior unum baptisma in remissionem peccatorum Et expecto resurrectionem mortuorum et vitam venturi seculi. Amen. In nomine patri et filii et spiritu sancti. Amen. Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast. My name is Dylan Drago and welcome back for another episode. Today we're going to be going through the Symbolum Nicenum, or the Nicene Creed in Latin and trying to understand what those words mean in English so that we can remember it, and this way, as we pray it, we'll actually know what we're saying. The Nicene Creed has a complex history. It was first promulgated at the Council of Nicaea in 325, though in an abbreviated form from what we have today. Saint Athanasius attributes its composition to the papal legate Hosius of Cordova, to the council. The creed is also sometimes called the Nicene-Constantinoplean creed since it appears in the Acts of the Council of Constantinople in 381, several years later. But it's clear that the Council of Constantinople is not the source of that composition because it appears in its complete form way earlier than that, like seven years earlier in 374. Now in any case, It was this text that appears in the Acts of the Council of Constantinople that was finally promulgated at Chalcedon in 451, so way after. And that's how it's come down to us in its present Nicene Creed form. It was at the councils of Nicaea and Constantinople that the true nature of our Lord Jesus was defended against two heresies that had sprung up the Arians, which is well-known, the Arian heresy, denied Christ's divinity, and the Monophysites denied Christ's humanity. We can see how these different heresies all revolve around the nature of who Christ is, because if you deny one of those things, then salvation cannot have been accomplished by Christ's dying on the cross. The Council's drawing upon the traditions Handed down to them from the apostles, condemned both heresies, and it was declared that Jesus was indeed both true God and true man. So, with that, let's dive into this wonderful profession of faith, this creed that we believe, the Nicene Creed, the Symbolum Nicianum. We begin by saying, Credo in Unum Deum. Credo, of course, if you'll remember from the Apostles' Creed, means I believe. Credo. In unum, unum should make you think of one. Deum is God. So credo in unum deum means I believe in one God. Patrum omnipotentum. So patrum should make you think of the word pater, which is how we get our father. So patrum means the father. Omnipotentem should make you think of God's omnipotence. So the Father Patrum Omnipotentem is the Father Almighty. Factorum Celi et Terei. Factorum means to make. Celi should make you think of heaven, right? And Terei should make you think of terraforming or terrestrial, which is earth. So Factorum means the maker of both celi et terre, heaven and earth. Visibilium omnium et invisibilium. Visibilium should make you think of the things that are visible to our eyes. Omnium means everything or all things. Et invisibilium and invisible. So visibilium omnium et invisibilium means of all things visible and invisible. So there we have the first stanza, which is, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. Credo in unum Deum Patrum Omnipotentem, factorum celi visibilium omnium et invisibilium. Now we move on to the stanza of our Lord Jesus Christ. The first part will deal with his relationship with, with god the father so in english we'll say and in one lord jesus christ the only begotten son of god so how do we say that in latin well in latin it is et in unum dominum iesum christum so this should make sense to you et in unum and in one dominum which is lord iesum christum jesus christ filium dei unigenitum so filium should make you think of the son of Dei, God, Unigenitum. So if we break this word Unigenitum into two parts, uni meaning one, genitum meaning to generate. So that's how we get the word only begotten. Uni meaning one, meaning only, genitum. So filium Dei Unigenitum means the only begotten son of God. The next part goes ex patre natum ante omnia secula. born of the father before all ages. So ex patre natum, ex meaning of, patre natum, so natum should make you think of to be born, right, the nativity, natum, and patre should make you think of father, so born of the father. Before all ages is ante omnia secula. Ante meaning before, and omnia meaning all. Secula meaning the ages. Right? Remember in the Gloria we say secula seculorum? So ante before, omnia secula, all the ages. Now we have this part talking about the relationship with the Father. Deum de Deo, God from God. Lumin de lumine, light from light. Deum verum de Deo vero, true God from true God. Probably one of the easiest parts of the creed to remember. Deum de Deo, lumin de lumine, deum verum de Deo vero, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Now, how do we say... Begotten, not made. Well, if you'll remember back, we had only begotten, we had unigenitum. So if you take out the uni and you just have genitum, that means begotten. How do we say not made? Well, if you remember earlier, we had the word factorum, which is maker. Well, how do we just say make? Factum. So how do we say begotten, not made? We would say genitum, non factum. How do we say consubstantial with the Father? Consubstantialem Patri. How do we say through whom all things were made? Perquem omnia facta sunt. So, perquem, through whom, omnia, all, facta, made, sunt, is the last word of the sentence, and it's just the past tense of the word to be. So that's how we would basically say through whom all things were made. Not all things are being made, being being the present tense, but all things were made. And there is our second stanza. Et in unum dominum Jesum Christum, filium Dei unigenitum, ex patre ante omnia secula, Deum de Deo, Lumin de Lumine, Deum Verum de Deo Vero, Genitum Non Factum, Consubstantialem Patri, Perquem Omnia Facta Sunt. Now we're going to be moving to the third stanza, which talks about our Lord Jesus Christ coming down to earth for our salvation and how he was made man in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a relatively short stanza. And so we're just going to move through it very quickly because it flows very easily. I don't think you'll have a hard time connecting all of the Latin words to the English. So let's begin. It begins with qui propter nos homines. Qui means who, propter means because. Nos, which is our, homines, which is man. Think of homo sapien or homicide, those words, right? Homines, that's where we get those words from et propter nostram salutem, and, because, for us, salvation. Qui propter nos homines, who, because of us men, et propter nostram salutem, and because of our salvation, descendit de celis, he descended from heaven, et incarnatus est which means, and he was made flesh. That's what the incarnation means, made flesh. De Spiritu Sancto, by the Holy Spirit, ex Maria Virgine, from the Virgin Mary, et homo factus est, which means, and was made man. So qui propter nos omines et propter nostrum salutem, who for us men and for our salvation, descendit de celis, he came down from heaven, et incarnatus est de spiritu Sancto, and was made flesh by the Holy Spirit, ex Maria Virgine, from the Virgin Mary, et homo factus est, and was made man. Now the next stanza deals with what our Lord Jesus Christ came to do, which was to be crucified under Pontius Pilate, to suffer, die, and was buried, to rise again on the third day according to the scriptures, to ascend into heaven and to see to the right hand of the Father. So let's break that down. Crucifixus etiam pro nobis. Crucifixus should make you think of, to be crucified, etiam pro nobis, crucified for us. Sub, which means under, Pontio Pilato, Pontius Pilate. Passus et sepultus. He suffered, which passus should make you think of his passion, and sepultus should make you think of the sepulcher, so that is to bury. So, passus et sepultus est. And he rose again on the third day according to the scripture. So, how do we say that? Et resurrexit Tertia die. So resurrexit makes you think of the resurrection. Tertia should make you think of third die, which is day. Secundum, which means according. Scripturas. Secundum scripturas, according to the scriptures. And the last line of that stanza is And he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the fathers. So how do we say that? Et ascendit. So descendit is to descend. Ascendit is to ascend. In celum, in heaven, sedet ad dexteram patris. So sedet means to sit, ad dexteram, which is the right hand, patris, which is Father. So altogether we have crucifixum etiam pro nobis, who's crucified for us, sub pontio pilato, under Pontius Pilate, passus et sepultus, he suffered his passion and was buried et resurrexit tertia die, rose again on the third day, secundum scripturas, according to the scriptures, et ascendit in celum, and he ascended into heaven, sedat at dexterum patris, and sits at the right hand of the Father. Now before we move on to the Holy Ghost, there is this little interim part about what our Lord Jesus Christ will come to do, which is, and he will come again in glory, To judge, the living and the dead, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. So how do we say that? Et iterum venturus est cum gloria. Et is and, iterum is again, and venturus means to venture or to come. So and again will come est cum gloria, with glory. To do what? To judge the living and the dead. So to judge is judicare, vivos is the living, et mortuos is those who have died. Judicare vivos et mortuos. Cuius regni non erit finis. The word cuius means which. So when we say cuius regni, we are speaking of his reigning, which his reign. Non erit finis. So non meaning it will not. Erit finis. Finis should make you think of Finnish. And the word erit means to be. So cuius regni non erit finis. So which his reign will never end. When we put this all together. Et iterum venturus est cum gloria. And again... He will come in his glory, judicare vivos et mortuos, to judge the living and the dead, cuius reini, which his reign, non erit finis, will never end. Now we move on to the stanza of the Holy Ghost. Et in Spiritum Sanctum, and in the Holy Spirit, Dominum et Vivificantem, the Lord and Giver of life. Vivificanta. Think of to vivify something, right? So, to vivificantum is to give life. So, et in spiritum sanctum, dominum et vivificantum. And the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life. Qui ex patre filioque procedit. Who with the Father and the Son proceeds. So, qui, which is who, ex Patre filioque, from the father and the son, procedit, proceeds. Qui cum patre et filio simul adorator, who with qui cum, patre et filio, the father and the son, simul adorator, is adored et con glorificator and glorified. So if you're wondering what the word simul adorator means, it means at the same time, in a similar way. Simul in a similar way, at the same time, adorator et conglorificator, is adored and glorified. Qui locutus est per prophetas. So think of locution meaning to speak. So qui locutus est per prophetas means who has spoken through the prophets. Qui cum patre et filio simul adorator et con glorificator is who with the Father and the Son at the same time is adored and glorified, qui locutus est per prophetas is who has spoken through the prophets. And now we come to the end. Et unam sanctam catholicam et apostolicam ecclesiam. And one holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. So, et unum, and one, sanctum, catholicum, holy, catholic, et apostolicum, apostolic, ecclesium is the word for church, right? So, when we say, et unum, sanctum, catholicum, we are saying, and I believe in. There's a lot of I believe that is at the beginning that is connected to all of these things that we're saying and and it's understood, that's what we're doing, so that's why we don't have to say and credo again. So, et unam sanctam catholicam et apostolicam ecclesiam and, I believe in, one holy catholic and apostolic church confitior unam baptisma in remissionum peccatorum. So you should, again, be connecting words that we've learned before. Confitior, I confess, unam Baptisma, one baptism, in remissionem, the remission, peccatorum of sins, et expecto resurrectionem mortuorum, and I expect or I look forward to the resurrection of the dead, et expecto resurrectionem mortuorum, et vitam venturi seculi. And vitam is life, venturi meaning to come, or to venture, right? To come, saeculi, and of the life of the ages to come. So, et vitam venturi saeculi, directly translated would be, and the life coming in the ages, or as we would say it in English, and, and the life of the ages to come. Amen. Confitior unum baptisma in remissionem peccatorum. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Et expecto resurrectionem mortuorum. And I expect the resurrection of the dead, or I look for the resurrection of the dead, et vitam venturi seculi, and the life of the ages to come. Amen. And there you have it, beginning to end, the Apostolum Nicianum, the Nicene Creed. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode this week. This will be the only episode that I get out to you this week. Because today is Thursday, November 24th, I'd like to wish all of our American listeners a very happy Thanksgiving, and this upcoming Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. So I thought it would be helpful maybe to spend an episode or two talking about various Advent traditions, the season of Advent in general, maybe focusing on some devotions or chaplets or plenary indulgences to look forward to. But also I will be recording Pope Leo XIII's encyclicals. The next one that's going to drop is a rather lengthy one talking about the power and the efficacy of the Most Holy Rosary. I think that's his fifth encyclical. So when that one drops, expect it to be somewhere between 40 to 50 minutes long. I know I usually don't do episodes that long, but this is a rather lengthy one. I also did manage to speak to our choir director and he's agreed to come on the podcast. So I'm going to be working on figuring out a date for him. We were chatting about some special things that we could do for the podcast musically. So I'm really looking forward to that. I don't want to spill too much. So usually I give away all of the fun stuff and I talk about it and then I kind of force myself to have to do it. But I think in this particular case, a little bit of secrecy might be good. If you'll remember a few episodes ago, I did talk about the possibility of merchandising. Thank you to all of you that sent me emails saying that you would be very interested in something like that. So I have made some progress in that area. And over the coming weeks, I'm hoping to have it up and running, preferably maybe the second week of December, I should be able to have things launched. In the meantime, however, I did manage to put up a resources and affiliate links page on the Latin Prayer Podcast website. You can find that by going to thelatinprayerpodcast.com or visiting my link tree if you follow me on social media, whether that's Twitter or on Instagram. And there's a link that'll take you right to that page this page has resources book resources spiritual reading uh, learning latin various chaplets or gift ideas and all of the links are on that page so just so you know full disclosure it is an affiliate link page so when you purchase something through one of those links it does send a monetary kickback. It's not a lot of money, but every little bit helps to producing the podcast. So check out that page. If there's anything on there that you think might be useful that you could use as a gift or even just for yourselves, feel free to purchase it through one of those links and know that you will be helping the podcast if you do so. I will be updating that page with other resources and some non-affiliate things too, things that have greatly helped me and my family. And so I'll put all the links to everything in the show notes so that you can find it easily. A big thank you to all of you who are praying the rosary and listening daily. The links for the daily rosary are in the show notes. Again, reminder, please share this with your family and friends and people at your parish. Remember Pope St. Pius X said, if there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. If you are enjoying these podcasts, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. It's the easiest free way for you to support the podcast. And of course, if you're in a financial position to support the podcast, would like to do so, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Latin Prayer Podcast. I want to thank all of our patrons. You know, without their financial support, I would not be able to bring you these episodes every week. So I want to say God bless all of you and reward you greatly for your kindness and generosity. And in traditional fashion, I would like to pray for all of of, of our patrons, for their families and for their intentions as we step into the season of Advent. And so let us begin. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificeter nomen Tuum, adveniat regnum Tuum, fiat Voluntas Tua, sicut in Celo et in Terra, Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimita nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationum, sed libera nosa malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pronobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et et in saecula saeculorum, Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Well, thank you all again for joining me this week for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And until our next episode, may God love you and Our Lady keep you close to her Immaculate Heart and lead you into the abode of the Sacred Heart of Her Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.